Okay, all right. So we are on. By the way, just so you know, right before getting the podcast started, Adam, to wake up, this is the song Adam wakes up to every morning. Adam's <laughs> listening to this new song by Cardi B, WAP, you know, Wet Ass Pussycat. Stupidest he's, song in the world. He's listening to that. While he comes into the meeting There's to prepare for it, after he leaves the bathroom, because Adam's got to take his bathroom break. We made sure he did that this morning. <laughs> Anyways, it's good to be back on episode number three, I believe. We had Ray Crockett last week. Today we have Adam Sosnick back with us with Josh Fierstein. A lot of uh, strong topics to go through today. By the way, I am wearing a Juan Gonzalez jersey. It's a gift that was given to me by a value tainer, Anton Ishmael Young. I want to give a shout out to him. For sending this uh, 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 lovely jersey to Sick. me, you can tell this guy did research, and it's autographed by Juan Gonzalez. Get out of here! To me, man, I, you know it's that's your guy. That's my hey, guy, Juan Gonzalez, two-time MVP. Do value Taylor send you anything? Soon. They send me WAP CDs. It's Soon. great. I love that. Soon. No, no, he's about to get penny sent this way after listening to <laughs> people knowing he listens to this web song. From all our but uh, anyways, men. guys, a lot of topics to go through. Obviously. The best VP uh, candidate ever chosen in the history of the uh, last uh, uh, 12 months, Kamala Harris, was chosen. And I know, Josh, you got strong opinions on that. We got some uh, 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 Trump's worst campaign promise by Yahoo Finance, hmm. which uh, uh, we'll talk about that here in a minute. We got some Carl Icahn, how he made $1.3 billion betting against something well it's going to make sense but think about how he made 1.3 billion dollars and then how salesforce just made 700 million dollars in 14 months by making an investment into a company we'll talk about that and then we got a lot of other topics tesla split mcdonald's fired ceo november 2019 finally the news is coming out why california laws that's going to be hurting uber and lyft drivers boeing 747 still using floppy disks and you'd be amazed who else still uses that little bit of stimulus uh, uh, check uh, update. Something that happened between Armenia and China that was sent by one of the vaitainers that I think it's worthy of us talking about. Then a, a way churches are getting creative, which uh, will bring that up. <laughs> and then a few other items. But let, let me just first get into what happened with Salesforce. Let's talk business first. By the way, I also have something. If we have time today, we don't have, we have 90 minutes today. We put the timer up here for you guys that are watching this. We'll be going 10 minutes per topic. Obviously, some of these topics go a little longer, but we want to make sure we stay disciplined. I read a book a long time ago that talks about 44 communist goals in 1958 written by a 15-year CIA agent, Cleon Skousen. And I'll read some of these to you, and I want you to be thinking about how close these are on what's happening in America today. But the mm. first topic to get into is the following. Salesforce ends up investing $100 million to buy 2.8 million shares of Zoom last April. <laughs> last April, they buy 2.8 million shares. This is Mark Benioff's Enterprise Salesforce, yeah, who also bought Time Magazine. Jackpot. Yeah, exactly. They put $100 million into uh, uh, Zoom. April of 2019. 2019. Talk about it. 2019. Foresight. And then they recently sold it, and uh, it went. Mm. They, they're saying they're estimating they're made anywhere between 317 million low to high of 705 million dollars in 14 months of doing that. They also sold, just so you know, 2.2 million shares of Dropbox, of which they owned, and they owned SurveyMonkey, which they also sold. That's what happened here with a business update on Salesforce. Wow. And then the other update is uh, with billionaires out there is Carl Icahn netted. $1.3 billion from betting against brick-and-mortar shopping malls with an investment that gained fame in 2008. 
and uh, billionaire Carl Icahn, $1.3 billion he netted. A filing said that the bet was a result of positive performance of their short exposure to commercial mortgage-backed securities through credit default swap contracts of $1.3 million. One thing about Carl Icahn, he is a, uh, he's known as being a bully of an investor. I remember when he was pressuring AIG constantly to do things and get the company to improve and eventually got the CEO fired. But uh, this is a legit of a, a business guy out there worth probably, I don't know what his number is. What's Carl Icahn's net worth? I want to say he's got to be worth between 25 to $30 billion. But what do you think about these two things here? One with Salesforce, one with Icon. Okay, don't, don't you think that Salesforce yeah. was, was actually looking ahead and they saw where it was going anyways, the pandemic? Let's just be honest. Everything was going to Zoom meetings and all that stuff. To me, the pandemic just sped the process up. So, of course, they hit the jackpot. But honestly, I think they would have hit the jackpot no matter what. I think that the pandemic just exacerbated the, 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 uh, the problem and actually made them the solution to the problem a lot quicker. As far as the, the shopping malls, dude, guys in the e-com space have been saying for a very long time, you start seeing consumers more and more buying digital, okay? And the beautiful thing is, especially if you're an e-com guy, you're targeting people uh, that already purchase digitally. So people that are on Amazon, you're running your Facebook ads and stuff to people that already have a like for Amazon. So you're seeing this audience grow and grow and grow. Online transactions are becoming more trustworthy. I mean, think, Pat. People went from being concerned about buying something for five dollars online mm -hmm. yeah now people are purchasing cars online without even ever test driving that's I mean, so wild yeah. to think about that that's taking place vroom uh like you never see the car you order it, it just comes to you yep. regular people buying cars like that people just are buying wives that. online yeah just mailing uh mailing brides just send them on well, in. that's been going on for a while though that's nothing new that, now that, you can do it online yeah there's there's reviews on it, I guess. I got buy. three wives sitting in my house right now, just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> you know about that, the Mormons. But dude, I, I, so I actually remember doing a video that we used as an ad once in where I walked through a shopping mall and I showed, and this is in the middle of Paradise Valley where people have money, okay, where people enjoy spending. I walked through a shopping mall and I took a video during Christmas time and it was a ghost town. Normally with Christmas time, mm, yeah. people are out walking around, sipping eggnog, Christmas carols, Santas, all this stuff. Dude, the shopping mall was empty. So I think that these guys, they were watching mall traffic and they knew everything, you know, it's a dying business. So I got a question for you. I got a question for you there. Okay. Uh, on, on not necessarily what happened with Salesforce. I think Salesforce, you know, good investment. Mark Benehoff to buy Zoom, to, to buy 2.8 million shares and put 100 million into it. But the question I got for you is the following. So Kai gives me some data and he says the cruise uh, uh, industry takes how big of a hit did you say? 85%, 90% hit? Massive hit, right? No one's using cruise ships, all this other stuff, right? They lost 1.3 billion. It's not a big number if you really think about it. 1,500 sailings have just stopped, all that stuff. I get it. But then the article ends with what? But surprisingly, surprisingly, so many people have booked to go on a cruise in 2021 without knowing anything in advance. Okay? Huh? And no market. And no market for it, right? So here's, here's the point. This is the one thing about malls. I keep trying to go to the place I've seen. Is there, is there something where the, the idea of going to the mall changes, meaning... Do you think some people are sitting around saying, listen, man, it's, it's Friday night. I want to go to be around people. People want to be around people, right? They, they have to have that human interaction. If malls go away, 
if Walmart goes away, if everything's getting delivered, then the only people I really have to eventually interact with is the four people I live with in my house. What a boring life. So to me, the the, the reason why I'm I'm thinking about it from this angle is I think the strategy's got to change on what you make the mall. If I had a store and I'm selling clothes, there's no way in the world I'm doing anything with me selling clothes without adding entertainment to it. No way in the For world. Sure. There has to be a form of entertainment, right? Maybe it's a midday dancing. I don't know what it is. Just add something that's a form of entertainment. The whole thing is valuetainment. The reason why we name it valuetainment is because I believe the hardest topic to share with people on YouTube to get views with is what? How-tos. Business. Right. Uh, you know, how to do anything with business. People don't want to get up there and learn. They don't want to learn nonfiction. They want to learn what? Fiction. You know, cats, girls, but, you know, these kind of entertaining stuff, right? But if you combine value with entertainment, now you have something. If you combine malls with an element of entertainment for me to come to your store where I'm being entertained, maybe there's a business model. I just don't think, I think people are eventually going to say, dude, I want to be around. Like well, we, were at, yeah. we were at Breakers this weekend, right? We've been there a couple times on the last month. So we're in Breakers, Palm Beach. We're hanging out around people. And everybody I'm talking to, all they're saying is, man, we're just glad to be around people. Right. Just glad to be around people. Just glad to be around people. So, you know, obviously Carl Icahn knows what he's doing. He's investing against this. But at the same time, I don't know if people are going to want to be away from people for too long. But the, the thing with malls is what's the big things that's been closing in malls? What's the big thing that's been closing in malls? The anchor stores. The anchor stores, right? The Sears. The J.C. Penney's, the, uh, the the Lord and Taylors. So who's coming in and swooping those up? Have you heard? Amazon. Amazon. They're coming in and they're going to make them fulfillment centers. But what they're also going to do is like what Pat's saying. You got to throw some entertainment in that thing. Throw a roller coaster in that piece. Like people want to get out. You, gotta you ever been to Mall of America in Minnesota? Yeah. No, no, you, not Minnesota, but I've okay. been to the mall in. Uh, there's one in Vegas where they have uh, Let me tell you roller something. coasters. Let me tell you something. Yeah. You go to the people. One billion percent um, people want to be around people. I mean, that's yep. like social interaction. If I'm just sitting here Zooming with people all day, every day, just, I mean, what a life that is. But people want to be around people. But you said specifically things need to change. What needs to change? Going to the mall, you know, showing up, shopping, shop to your drop, going to get some clothes, going to get some. Now maybe you go to the mall and it has, like the Mall of America has in Minnesota, you got rides. You got freaking pony rides on the side of the mall. You got... Uh, you just went on pony rides this week. Just fun for the family, interaction, games, Amazon yeah. warehouse on one side. The mall's changing, but it is not dead. What, so, way, if you're listening to this, before I go to Josh, what do you think is happening with malls? you think they're permanently going away? And if they're not, what would you like to see happen in malls as a form of entertainment for you? Go ahead, Josh. Dude, I think one of our value-tainers just had a genius idea. And shout-out to Jason Kruger. Thanks for the comment. Javier0304 said this. He said, our malls in San Jose have gyms and movie theaters. Now, obviously, a lot of them have movie theaters. But when you think about what an anchor store does, Pat, is it brings business. It brings foot traffic into a mall. And Downtown so- LA had that as well. Downtown LA had a Bally's in there that everybody would go into. You had, you'd have to go to the mall. To go to Bally's. And so it, it always brought traffic. And who used yeah. to run that Bally's? Yeah. Not, not me. It was a David Saul, Patrick, Saul Lopez. Saul Lopez. <laughs> Shout out to Saul. Yeah, the stud. No, but 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 think. 
doing something like that to where people are constantly like you're bringing in foot traffic in a gym is actually a great idea because that's foot traffic that you're getting three, four, five times a week. And then they're there. They're like, oh, my God, I got to pick up blow, blow. You know what I'm saying? Like putting in an Amazon fulfillment center is not going to bring foot traffic. Yeah, but they're going to be paying rent. And like that's yeah. basically what, you know, what's the largest mall operator? Simon. Is that what it is? That's what they're most concerned about. People paying rent because right now people aren't paying rent in these, a lot of these stores. So if you have a little mixture of people that are definitely paying rent and uh, excitement, uh, amusement parks. We'll see. We'll shopping, see what's going to happen. I, I, just, I just don't think they're going away. I don't think all of these things are going away. I just think someone's going to come out with a very creative way of innovating, and then people are going to say, man, I can't wait to go do this that. This is capitalism. Because, yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, for example, I go to the mall every single Sunday because there is – the horsey, uh, you know, the pony ride. That not, it's not even a what do you call those things that just keep carousel. Going? Carousel. So yeah. we go to the carousel. There's an arcade. There is a, a ice cream shop, and then we go eat at cheesecake. And then there's a Barnes and Noble. That gets me to go to the mall and take yeah. the kids. So there's an element that. And posts. how much shopping are you? And doing? then afterwards, hey, I got to get shoes. I got to right. get this. I got to. You're get not this. going to the mall to no, go get shoes. I'm not shoes going anymore. to the mall. There's got to be different models. Yeah, it's I, entertainment. It's family. Yeah. It's fun. And I, then maybe you throw in uh, some shoes. I dropped probably around seven hundred dollars at for, in Fort Worth stockyards. It's out of control. This a week. Uh, it would have been cheaper for me to have a petting zoo show up at my house, all right? But I went there because there was ponies, there was activities for the kids, there was petting zoos, there's all this stuff. And then you've got all the tourist trap places that are making a killing. Yeah. But what? It's just like you were saying. People were coming down for the experience, and then they're buying all of the bull crap. Just We'll see what's going to happen. I'm curious. I'm curious to know what's going to happen. By the way, we are at uh, 596 people watching that. We've never cracked 1,000. This is a small channel with 6,300 subs. Put a thumbs up and share this with somebody, with and uh, let's see if we can get to 1,000 number here. Next, McDonald's CEO gets fired. Let's spend a couple minutes on this. He gets fired back in uh, November of 2019. you got to give him credit because he did double the prices, uh, double the share prices when he was the CEO. Uh, he made people money, but at the same time, he's getting a suit for his $40 million severance package after details coming out that he lied to the board about him giving some of the girls that he was dating generous stock options. What are your thoughts about that? These are employees? These are employees that he, he was seeing he, on the side that he gave him generous stock he options. He broke the cardinal sin, bro, of business. The cardinal sin. What's the cardinal sin? You, Don't shit where you eat, bro. You're worth billions of dollars. You got to go bang a McDonald's employee, get a life. Or go bang a Burger King's employee, something like that. Keep your French fry in your Happy Meal. Exactly. So, you know, he gets what he, uh, he, gets what he ordered. That's the Happy Meal. So, so this is, this is a, the Larry Ellison, who's worth $60 billion. Larry Ellison has been known for doing this, and the entire company knows about it. And one day the oh, board This is said, Oracle? Oracle. Yeah. The companies, and by the way, Larry Ellison, this is a guy that... Uh, is in a league of his own. He, he's a he's yeah. a giant, you know. He's by the way, what's his pull, pull up his name? He may be an eighty billion auto guy, maybe a seventy billion auto guy. Have you seen his headquarters? How he set up his headquarters? No, I've not. His seen headquarters. That. He parked his yacht outside of his headquarters. He intentionally set up his headquarters <laughs> in a way to park his yacht outside. He's worth seventy billion dollars. Pull up, pull up the Oracle headquarters and type in yacht next to it. Type hmm. Oracle headquarters. Yeah. He's 75. He looks great. He looks great, man. He's a Trump's got to talk to this guy, He's spray tan artist. Of a guy. I mean, this guy's got a great fake spray Six, tan. 63. Okay. And then go to his uh, headquarters. All right. That's his headquarters. And then show the yacht by the headquarters. Okay. 
So he parks, parks the yacht right out there in, in front of his headquarters, okay? Where is he, in California somewhere? This is uh, Northern California. I, I think it's in Northern California where it's at. But the, the point is, yeah. he had a system. He would see pretty girls that work for the company. They'd get a nice BMW, and there's a, you know, a relationship that goes on. And then when there's an exit, there's a payout, right? And the board finally said, this is enough. Because yeah. he's over there all the time, and he's single by himself, not married. He wants to have some of the ladies, and some of them work for his company. I can see a lot of that happening with some of these guys that are working 24-7 at their companies alone. But when you do that in this manner and you're giving side, you know, uh, what do you call it? You cannot be doing that. You just screwed the whole thing up, and it's not going to end up good for a guy it's like so this. Sloppy. So it's it's just... sloppy. It's stupid. It's, it's, uh, it's more than that. And it's a brand that's a kid brand. Like, it's, you know. When you have a business model, your every company. If you read the book, uh, it's my second time going through it. Remember, Adam, uh, Kai, uh, Ben Horowitz. I told you I hadn't read it. Yeah. I had read it. I, this is my and I'm listening. I'm like, I've read this already. I went through it second time. It's called the, uh, not the hard things about hard things. I read that a long oh. time. You know, you read a lot ago. of books. If you read the same book again, you're the, like, I think I, I know this. Book. Well, this is the what book. What that never happens. What you do is who you are. What you do is who you are. Ben Horowitz is uh, happens to be. Uh, uh, our buddies, uh, David Horowitz's son, which is a very, and by the way, they're politically on the complete opposite sides. Hmm. Uh, a father's a hardcore conservative Republican, you know, uh, Jewish guy, hardcore, What's and his son, son is, uh, you know, uh, a complete different side. But one of the things he talks about in the book is that there are different cultures and companies that are made. Mm -hmm. And you have to know that the values and principles have to match the company's culture. For example, if you did this and you're dating somebody within the company in Zappos, it may not be a big deal because the culture, there's a very interaction, hanging out together, let's go drinking, let's put parties together. They put raves together. Tony Shea used to put parties together all the time and employees would come together. If you ever read the book, what's the book he wrote? Uh, uh, Delivering Happiness. Delivering happiness. He, he says, this is what I did. I put all these parties in. But McDonald's values and principles are kids. What the hell are you doing? It doesn't make any sense to do this when your values and principles are around this. I think that's the biggest mistake. And then obviously it's not a good idea to give those shares up. Have you ever watched the internship with Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn? Yes. Oh, my goodness. That is, is such is a great movie. The Intern or Internship? Something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's Hilarious called, movie. It's called the, the Internship. And there's actually a scene where they're in there and, and he's like, okay, let's go over some of the rules and let's see what you guys think. And they have green paddles and red paddles. And he's like, <laughs> taking work or uh, taking food from work. And everyone's like, no. And these two guys green, green you know, <laughs> dating employees. Green. What are you see your problem? And then he's, you know, but Vince what if she's, yeah, oh, dude, that, oh, my God, that movie's such that, a that freaking is, that hilarious is why movie. you got to hire the right people to match the culture. In McDonald's, you cannot have something like that be taking place, man. You just cannot do it. You got to draw. This is the CEO? This is the CEO. This is not just an executive. This is the CEO. You cannot be doing something like that. Speak, speaking of CEOs, I just had one question for yeah. you. Obviously, you're a big advocate of CEOs and culture. Mark Benioff, most underrated CEO in America? most underrated we talk about CEO. The Elon Musk, we talk about the Bezos, we obviously talk about the Warren Buffetts. Mark Benioff, though, Salesforce, does he get the love I, that I he deserves? I think there's a different word than un underrated. I, I think he may not want to have all the attention that other people are having, but he's brilliant. He's out there in the news, he's, though. He's, he's not brilliant. trying to be a secret. Well, he's not, not trying to be a secret, but he's not trying to be Elon Musk. He's not trying to be 
you know, he doesn't uh, uh, play that card. Although he did buy Time Magazine for, I think, $351 million, give or take. And I think he's got long-term aspirations. You know how, uh, like, know like in, the, in, the, in the senior yearbooks, they'd have, like, you know, best-looking, most athletic. You're putting Mark Benihop as one of the best-looking? Uh, no, yeah, he's a hot guy, but no. Um, the, I don't think he would compete for that. No, he's not yeah. going to win that. However, there was unsung hero. Yeah. That was always, like, uh, the the most underrated, like, person who you, like, He's not in the top 10. You would never name Mark Benioff. He's a but, stud. But, he's but a he st might be, is my point. But he's a stud. There's no way. No one's going to undermine the, the level of uh, 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 how much of a stud that guy is. So, yeah, he, he's a quality guy when it comes down to competition. Uh, Uber and Lyft, California. Let's talk about this. So California wants to tr uh, turn, not just once, two days ago this came out, that they're turning our, all, their, our, all their drivers mm -hmm. from 1099 to W2, Okay. From 1099 to W2. This is just in California. This though. is just in California. Gotcha. And so I'll be okay here. Yeah, just in California, which means now everything, all of those drivers that are working there, not they have to work by the laws of a W2 employees, not a 1099. So the benefits of 1099 goes away for the drivers. It's a completely different game now. What do you think is going to happen and who wins here, who loses here? I think everyone's going to be a loser here, including the state of California, okay? Because they are driving businesses out of California like never before. And then they're going to expect the federal government to bail them out, okay? But if you – so if you actually they, – they, they did a study on uh, – I think it was Market Watch, but it's been published all over the place. They, they did a study on how much money an Uber driver actually makes. And after you take into car depreciation, gas, blah, 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 it comes down to about $7 an hour, okay? Which tells me this. If you're driving Uber as a career, very bad career choice, if you're driving it to make immediate cash, uh, then, then great. But just think about the wear and tear on your car, you know, and stuff. Uh, but now they're wanting to make them employees, which is going to turn them into what? A cab company, right? Uh, so... I'm actually kind of interested to see what happens there because now are you an employee driving your own car? Just like you said, the 1099 benefits are, are uh, going away. So now you're not able to write off the depreciation to your car and all this stuff. Dude, I, they're going to lose drivers left and right, or they're going to have to turn into a cab company in California. You know who's protesting this the most? You know who's protesting this the most? Customers are sitting around saying, I have no idea what the hell happens to me. I, I don't know the difference. Customers are not protesting this. No. Drivers, drivers are protesting this. The same people that these politicians are supposedly fighting for are saying, stop fighting for me. Leave me alone. Let me be 1099. Why are you bothering me? I don't mind being 1099. So, so imagine I'm your lawyer, okay? And I work for you. You tell me what to fight for you, right? Hey, here's what I want you to do. I want to be able to get away with this. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to, but don't worry about this part here. No, no, no. I really want to fight for it. No, no. You don't have to fight for this for me. I don't care. Th this one I did. Leave it on. I like it the way it is. No, we have to negotiate that. Leave it alone. This is a case where the attorney is the state, and they're fighting on behalf of the drivers and the customers, while the drivers and the customers who the customers are saying, stop fighting for me. You're hurting me. You're getting in the way. Don't bother me. Let me get to work, right? More and more reasons why people are starting to realize Deep down on the inside, guess what everybody is? Deep down on the inside, everybody fiscally is conservative. Everybody deep down on the inside is conservative. 
Everybody deep down in, on the inside is a form of a libertarian. What is a form of a libertarian? Leave me alone. Dude, why are you bothering me so much? What do kids hate the most as they age? A hovering. Leave a me alone, Dad. A helicopter. A helicopter father alone, or a Josh. mother, right? So I, I think this is going to end up very bad I, for a lot of people uh, uh, in, in the state of California. I have an interesting opinion on sure, this. Sure, let's hear it. So I, I think a lot of times with these drivers, and look, I haven't had a car in 10 years. I've, I'm, I'm Lyft and Ubering everywhere I go. Uh, saves me a lot of money, by the way. I've done the math on that. You know, and I have a lot of conversations with these drivers. And I always ask them, like, so is this what you do? Is this, like, how much money do you make? Tell me about what your, what your career. And, you know, half the drivers, they're like, no, this is, this is what I do. And I'm waiting for, like, a, the other shoe to drop. No, like, no, this, this is my job. Period. And then there's people that are like, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm a little side hustle thing, but I'm in school, or I got another job, or I'm working at a factory, and this is, like, my side hustle. So it comes down to Pat's question is, who do you want to be? And I'll tell you what. If you have bigger aspirations and you have goals and you have a career path that you're on, 1099 might be great for you, man, because you come and go as you please. You're not worried about this being your, your final end stop. There's people that you're like, you're telling me I could just drive Lyft and Uber all day. I'm, a, I'm an employee. I get my benefits. I work 10-hour shifts. I go home. They're good. Believe me. What's there your point? Are, there are people. What's your point? There are people that would rather be employees. They're not all saying, I want to be 1099. I hate this. Are you kidding this. me? Are you yes. kidding me? No. What percentage do you think would like to be employees? I don't know. We should, we should, we should run those numbers. What percentage of Uber drivers do you think want to be employees? Are you saying I'm majority saying that, I'm of saying drivers are full-time? At full the end time? of the day, they're going to. Are you saying majority of drivers are full-time? I'm saying. Are you saying majority of drivers are full time? Pull up to see the data. I would. I, I don't know that the majority of drivers are what forty hours. What are you yeah. saying? Yeah. Are you saying majority of drivers are full time? I'm saying there's a large contingency that yes, that is their full time job. No, no. But but are you saying? Question for you. Do you think majority of the drivers? Do I think fifty one percent are, are full time? I don't know if it's that. High. What percentage no. you think? You think the whole Pareto theory of eighty twenty plays? I would say. Here? I would say. This is, dude, my guess. Say it. I would say a third of drivers are full time okay. drivers. If a third of drivers are full time. Can you pull up the percentage? So, but you, how are you qualifying full time? They're working 40, 40 hours? hours. 40 hours a week you're driving. That's full okay. time to me. Yes. All right. And, and uh, there's two questions you have to ask. Yeah. Number one question you have to ask is, what percentage of drivers are full time? That's question number one. Let's find that. Second question after that is what? Mm -hmm. Of the people that are full time, how many of them want this thing to be converted into a W-2 instead of a 1099? Okay. If it's a W-2 instead of a 1099, now there's additional things that the person that's paying you W-2 can do to you. It's a completely different thing that a person can but do to you. But there's also upside to being a W-2, there right? Is, you there, get benefits. There is no, you get, you there get is, 401k. There, there is you no know, upside. There's no upside? There is no upside. Let me explain to you why there's no upside. Here's why there's no upside. Okay. How much profit do you think Uber is making off their business model? What is their percentage of profit? that Uber's making off their business model? Percentage of profit? You tell me, I don't know. What do you think it is? You think it's 50%? You think it's 40%? Or you think it's a 15 to 20% business Probably model? Probably closer on the lower If end. it's a 15 to 20% business model, what benefit do you get from hurting a company? What benefit do you get from hurting a company? Do I think, you're asking me whether I think Uber wants to make their company's employees? Hell no, they but, don't but, 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 but flip it, who, yeah. who is Uber? Say you're running Uber. And the government makes a decision like this. State of California makes a decision like this. What are you doing if you're Uber? Do they forget who's in power here? Who's in charge here? Uber's in charge here. Of course. What can Uber do? 
Uber the end, can say we're firing 60% of the W2s. Or they're going to lower their, their hourly rate. Or the, gonna, the drivers are going to get screwed one way or, or another. Or they're going to lower or they're going to increase the fees for customers. No, this is a situation that when you sit there and you're like, okay, I want to go W2. Do you really? I remember one time I was telling the story to you yesterday. We're in our office. I'm running an office in Northridge, California. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Diana Powers. So it's not the best one, but she'll laugh <laughs> about this one here. Shout out to this lady. Diana Powers is a very good friend of mine, her and her husband, Paul. One day we're having a, a full-timers meeting. Now keep this in mind. I had a 4,777-square-foot office space that I'm paying office for. I'm paying rent for 250 a square foot. And I got, you know, you know uh, AC I have to pay for. I have to pay all the – I have four assistants. I have all these people that I'm paying for, right? And I was the only sales office that had a full-on uh, phone system set up. I'm paying around $2,100 a month for the phone system. Everybody had their own line. Front desk, somebody would call you. I'd like to speak to Diana Powers. May I please place you on hold? Yes, let me transfer well, you to line. Other companies were making you use your cell phone, or what was it? Everybody else, like, use a Metro PCS, your okay. sales office, your uh, real estate office. Use your own sales office, right? But you're okay. like, yo, I got phones for I you. I got phones for you. Okay, cool. We're sitting there, and she says, I got to tell you, the other day a transfer was dropped, and I've seen a lot of transfers are being dropped when calls are being made. And when people call back, it doesn't go directly to my phone. We have to figure out how we fix this. And I said, Diana, let, let me, is this an inconvenience? Yes, it is. I said, let me fix this inconvenience for you. She says, what's that? I said, Veronica, please take the phone system out of the office. <laughs> Starting tomorrow, there are no phone systems. Everybody's like, but we didn't complain about it. But you pay a price for one person complaining because mm-hmm. I'm on the lease, not you. Do you want to pay the $2,100? No problem. So if the state of California wants to do this, the business gets to decide how they change the comp to customers and how they change the comp to the drivers. Mm-hmm. The price will be paid tremendously by somebody like you who likes Uber and who likes Lyft. And by the way, if this becomes a trend and goes to other states, people like you are screwed. You will not like this. It's going to hurt you, the customer. It's going to hurt the driver. Yesterday, I'm driving with this one guy picks me up because I came back from West Palm and I'm going and I say, hey, how you doing? We're having a great conversation together, guys. 26 years old. Uh, started dating this girl on 10-10-10, which is what? 10-10-10 is 10 years ago, okay? Not married. He's got three kids. One's a 7-year-old. The other one's a 5-year-old, okay? And he's got one on the way. And his wife's a nurse. His girl's a nurse. They're not married, right? And I'm asking him all these questions. When's your birthday? I'm a July 13th baby. I'm a cancer, all this other stuff. Okay. I said, so what else do you do outside of this? I do this full time. How do you like it? I like it. What do you think about making this a W-2 type of stuff? We start having this whole conversation. People like him cannot continue doing this anymore. They're going to take kids because the company's just not going to pass down the dollars down to them. It's that simple. I had one of my guys at, the other day in a, at a meeting that we were having a month ago came up and he's a very smart guy. He says, Pat, what if we change the compensation plan and add an additional 5% bonus here? What do you think about that idea? Very creative idea that he had. I said, where do you, okay, I said, no problem. It's a great idea. But I said, where should we take that 5% out of? He says, what do you mean? I said, well, if you want me to give you additional 5% here, I am running on a 20% EBITDA. Where do you want me to remove that 5% out of? It's got to come from somewhere because there's only 100 pennies in a dollar. You want to put a 5% bonus here, five penny bonus here. That means I got to pull five pennies from where? A different place. Where do you want it to come out of? You know what he says? I didn't think about it that way. I said, do you want to? So do you want to pitch this? He says, no, no, no. Let's keep it the way it is. I said, okay, fair. So if you want to change it this way, you have to know there's going to be price to be paid. And the price is going to be paid by customers so and drivers. Here would be my question to uh, Adam. You're, what, what, uh, what would you say you spend on Uber Lyft like right now in an average month? In a month? Yeah. A couple hundred bucks. Okay. 
if that doubled, would you have a problem with that? Well, obviously, yeah. Okay, so you, more than likely you would stop using it. You'd find an alternative route. You'd take the bus. It's all about making moves. Yeah, because if right now on average they're doing about $7 an hour, now they have to go to 15 you don't think, number one, a lot of drivers are going to kaput. They're, they're gone. And as to Pat's point, a W-2, you can tell them when they have to show up and be at work, a 1099. But that goes against the whole point of – uh, of what Uber and Lyft is, is they, they don't want to be told when to drive and when to show up and they want to work on their own schedule. So I think we're, I think what we're, what we should do, Pat, um, what do we go? Here's the numbers. You got Uber's got 833,000 driver participants a year. Okay. Of which 90,521 are full time. That's about a 12, 12 to 30% number. You got, okay. Tw- uh, 90,000 divided by 833. You got 12% is exactly what the number is. 12% okay. are full-timers, not not so a third. One out of 10. One out of 10. Of the one out or of 10. Or driving 40 hours. 40 hours a week. Equivalent of full-time. If the, it explains to you there, if you look at it, what a full-time uh, uh, worker is. 12% is full-time. Right. They do not want this thing to be converted into W-2. It's going to hurt the entire it's system kill if they it. do this. It's going to kill And by it. the way, by the way, California passed this. Guess who's next? Guess who's next? Guess who's after New York? Illinois. Guess who's after Illinois? Oregon. Do, do you want to keep going? Do you know what? And then eventually, you know what happens? Washington. Eventually, 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 they are forced to make it happen also in Florida and Texas. Eventually. This is how this works. So, bigger question. Yes. Bigger question. Yes. Bigger, beyond Uber and Lyft. Let's put a minute into this, and we'll get into yeah. the next topic. All right. Go As ahead. a CEO. Can you have Z what, grab me some uh, sparkling water, please? So Just m- text most me. of the people watching, would you guess, would you assume, are not CEOs? Most people are employees, right? But but I but I think most people are critical thinkers. Okay. Yeah. No doubt. Yes. Obviously, if you're watching this podcast, you've got yeah. some brains, and yeah. you know you're not donkey yeah. brains. What are the overall, minute or less, benefits, pros and cons of being a W two versus a ten ninety nine? As a CEO, speaking to employees, what, did the, what are the be- pros and cons benefits? So forget about Lyft and Uber. Who gives a shit about them? Are you them talking for a about health insurance? 401k, all the above. What are the, what are, all the above. Health what insurance, are the, uh, 401k, predictable, uh, secure salary that's going to be paid every single week. Uh, th- those are some of those. Those are things. the upsides of being a W two. Sure. What are the upside of being a 1099? You're you're free. I can't hold you accountable. If you're 1099 and you don't, you know, you 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 want to. Uh, uh, Hit a number, you bonus, you don't, you don't. There's a different and kind of... And is there health insurance or benefits or 401k with a 1099? You get to decide for yourself what you But you, you do it on your you, own. You do it on your own. So yeah. one is company uh, employee-sponsored, 401k yes. benefits. Yes. And right One is you're all on your own. Okay. Write-offs. You're, you're forgetting a big one that he's saying. Write-offs. Cell phone write-off. Yeah. Gas, go ahead. Cell phone, gas, dry cleaning, portion of your house payment... So you can determine office. What, yeah, what uh, I think up to twenty five percent of your house payment can 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 be office. Uh, you can get fancy with the taxes on a ten ninety nine. On a W two, you can't get fancy, fancy with the with the taxes. I know guys that and that make, makes up to pay for the health insurance. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred. Yeah. Well, like so, a million percent. Yeah. No, I I think it's gonna I think it's gonna hurt people like you. This is a business model that serves people like you. My uncle, I told you, my uncle who never. Thank you. My uncle who never had a car. In Iran. He was yeah. like you. He hated cars. He loved being driven everywhere. Mm-hmm. He would have been, he's not with us today, rest in peace. We, you know, he's the reason why I'm 6'4", 6'5", because that guy's 6'5", and the yeah. mailman was 6'6", six, six, but one <laughs> of the two. And your dad is like 5'6". He's like 5'6", yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he would have loved 
Uber, and Lyft. Yeah. He would have said it's the greatest invention of all time. It's so funny. My dad's not five six. He's like five seven. Give him that additional uh, inch. I dude, tell you. your dad's the man. Dude. I don't care. He could be. He could be <laughs> four foot six. I'd love that guy. You think this I give a shit? this comment your dad's section. The man. God, I tell you, this guy. Don't don't take it. And by the way, my dad actually likes you and Josh a lot. Yeah. And you know, for you to make first, you go after his mom. Now you go after my dad, bro. This I never like went a, after his mom. I nah, went nah, after I'm just his giving you dead, dead, I'm just giving you, okay. All right, let's let, let's Pat, make sure these this, guys figured out. Go ahead. This comment section is lit. Okay, and Valutainers wants you to know, Adam, and this is a bunch of them, from Je vous remercie. Say his name correctly. Everyone watching is a future CEO, Adam. Stop underestimating the Valutainers. Auntie Hutantani, me, says Valutainers are intellectual community based all around the world. You know what, Valutainers, I stand with you today. I know that you're some of the smartest, most intellectual, most awesome, incredible people Ever, yeah, period. no doubt. Obviously, like that, that, but that doesn't mean everybody's a CEO. Anna Zakosik, you're right. It was his grandma. Correction, she corrected me, and yeah. I'm saying you are right. Okay. And shout out to Gabriel Bet David. We love you. Uh, I know you do. Okay, so let's go. Let's go next. This, this is this is a small little pathetic thing. Let's spend a minute on this. Two minutes on this. Boeing 747 still gets critical updates on a floppy disk. I mean, when Josh brought this up, I'm like, what are you telling me? So apparently the drive is the 747 navigation ba uh, database loader and needs to be updated every 28 days as in some poor engineer has to visit each 747-400 to manually deliver updates or the planes wouldn't be able to fly. I don't know if this is a real story. <laughs> I, I honestly don't is know if this, this is a real, real story. story. Can you pull it up to give us credibility on this? And by the way, this might be it some wasn't until shit. last year. Watch this one here, Adam. It wasn't until last year that the U.S. military stopped using 8-inch floppy disks to help manage its nuclear weapon system. Unbelievable. What, what, what website is this? Still gets critical via floppy disk. The Verge. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Very credible news source. Very credible news site. That, that's, that's just floppy disks. I mean, do you still... I, I would venture to guess that half our audience doesn't know what a floppy disk is. Who? If who? they're under 25, they got no clue. By the way, is. how many of you have a floppy disk in your house right now that you kept from the past? Adam, <laughs> comment below if you Adam got a floppy, has a floppy disk. disk. If, <laughs> Adam has a floppy yeah, disk. Josh, oh, use that joke. Okay, uh, 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 does anybody have a floppy disk in their house? So what, what, any, any thoughts on this party with the floppy disk? Do you have anything to say about this? So for me, granted, the air, I mean, look, I don't like private jets personally, okay? Really? Yeah, I'm not a big private jet guy because, again, I'm a safety guy, all right? And when I look at private jets crashing versus airliners crashing, there's you no— You watched La Bamba too many times. <laughs> I'm almost certain. <laughs> no, bro. No, but well, love that movie. So I obviously the guys moved. In a, in a Blue Diamond Phillips, yeah. yeah, of course. I I moved from Scottsdale. We have a huge. I mean, private planes yep. coming in constantly, yep. and we will have crashes. Okay, they crash on the sides of the mountain. So those aren't private jets, though. Those are little two two seater propeller, but like not mm -hmm. full on nice private jets. Bro, have you been to Scottsdale Airport? Bro, bro. Scottsdale really? is a very you know. It's a very, very rich area. No, golf. no, I'm not it's, doubting that. I've been to Scottsdale, yeah. but no, are, are private jets crashing or shitty little two-seater propeller well, planes crashing? Well, because it's like if you ever see the news, it's like a small plane crash today. Obviously, that 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 goes without saying. Well, in, but I'm talking about private let, jets. Let's see what he has to say. Let's yeah. hear it. Okay, so let's hear about that floppy disk, buddy. Okay, so this made me feel a little bit more unsafe, but still, when I look statistically, I'm like. Uh, I'm still good with the big airliners. Obviously, they're doing something right because their takeoff to land uh, ratio, I yeah. mean, is absolutely insane. 
interestingly enough, little side note, I was talking with a uh, guy and that happened to be a, a, a private pilot. In fact, there was like three of them there. And they said the reason a lot of private planes crash is a lot of these private plane pilots are not vetted like obviously the big airline pilots and these guys show up to work drunk they're fucking drunk bro yeah, yeah. of course they are there's they no protocol they're showing they're living up. the party life so so pat like obviously one of your next moves is getting a private jet okay what what protocols and processes do you put in do you breathalyze because i'll i'll just say this if it's my family that's hopping on a private jet I'm breathalyzing every single guy before they stick and fly. <laughs> All right, buddy, spread your legs. All right, we're going to breathalyze you right now, Josh. Why would you? Bre- why would yeah, they need to I'm spread just, their legs to breathalyze? I'm just, you know, I'm just, you're going to pat them down. new method you're of pat them breathalyzing, down. spreading their legs. I've <laughs> yeah. never heard of that method before, it's, bro. It's a, you know, spread it's, your it's legs a cop breath. thing. Which a, breath are you trying to breathalyze? <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it all. So, so, but that's a great question you're asking. I, I, I just think for me is hiring to me. When I sat with you and we started talking, I immediately judged you based on your values. It's my number one thing I look at. So I never worried about your values because of what I saw with you. I saw the wife, the story, what you did, the the whole Jessica, the whole thing. You when have to I have values said, to be at valuetainment. What, what, <laughs> but what I'm saying to you is, what I'm, I, I looked at your values before I looked at your talent. Your talent is attractive, obviously you got a lot to bring, but your values is where to me says, okay, this is, you guys, you know, people may disagree with you, even week one when you came, and you bring a big old Trump painting to put on the wall. I'm like, what the? F- this guy's bring a Trump thing to put on the wall. But when you get to know that, you're like, I actually like this guy, right? Or Adam. Adam, uh, you know, I was uh, turned on by his uh, uh, values and principles. Kai, when I talked to his mom for 45 minutes, I know it sounds weird, but I talked to Kai's mom one time for 45 minutes with Kai being there. By the way, his whole, but his whole, <laughs> Kai's entire no family, they're models, just so you know Have that. Have you in talked Norway. to Adam's mom for 45 minutes? But Adam's mom still thinks Beautiful I broke lady. Paul's uh, yeah, uh, wonderful lady. Horrible when I Paul. hit it. By the way, for those of you guys that, uh, the, the book, Your Next Five Moves, comes out in six days. It's going to be at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. If you haven't yet ordered a copy, go order the copy. The challenge they're facing right now is the printing company shipped a limited amount of print. It's not a big number that they sent to the publishers. It's in the tens of thousands that they sent to the publisher. If they don't have it, the next print may take six weeks because printers are not printing books right now the same way they did before pre-COVID. So if you haven't ordered it yet, go order it. And if get you order your a copy now, today, y'all. we'll get you a chapter in advance. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, so for me, before I hire a, a pilot, I'm gonna sit down and talk to this guy and get, tell me about your family. Tell me what's going on with you. Tell me about you. I wanna know that. I wanna know everything about the guy. So. And then we'll go from there. Ne- bring next, up a good point. Let's, there's, let's there's talk, a risk factor. Let's talk about your song. Let's talk about your new favorite song by Cardi B called WAP. Why do you like it so much, Adam? Tell the rest of us why you like this wet-ass, you know, this song so much. What wet is ass it? Wet-ass pussycat. Um, well, you want the truth or you want me to make up something? No, no. We want the so truth. So the truth we, is I didn't hear about this song until yesterday when you brought it up. I know. I, wait a minute. I did not bring Who it up. Who brought it up? Josh oh, brought Josh. it up. Josh loves this And Josh. let's clarify, I brought it up because I think it is the absolute most degradating, stupid, asinine song so, in the world. Um, obviously, Josh, uh, let's just to put it mildly, is not the hip-hop crowd, it's if not, you will. Yeah. It's not who they're going after. No, no. They're not who, and maybe Mace in 2001. Bro, who's to say I'm not part of the hip-hop crowd? You're not. They've already ruled against you, bro. <laughs> let's not even play that card. All right? You're not part of that crew. Are you telling me that um, I can't freestyle? I'm telling you, you can freestyle, actually, but that you're not going to be any part of hip-hop okay. crew any part, anytime soon. However, um, as a hip-hop fan, not even as a uh, someone who's judging culture yeah. or anything or 
conservative voice. This is just an actual horrible song. And but so if I'm Cardi B, I got maybe like a five year window for me to make all my money. She's probably on the tail end of 20s right now. She's implants everywhere, fake as hell. Her career is not gonna, she's not gonna be a 45 year old female rapper. That doesn't happen. Like little Kim's been gone for 20 years, right? From the scene. So Cardi B's got maybe five more years, five more years of going all in on her ass and titties and everything that she's got going on, her whole brand of being a dirty ass hoe with a WAP. Um, she's got five years to make uh, these disgusting songs and make hits and you know get her cash and then she's out because she's not gonna she ain't running for president anytime soon so so go ahead let me tell you what i hate about it i hate the fact that martin luther king the man the myth the legend had to stand up and give his life for what the advancement of this like to me this is one of the worst things not just to happen to music but to happen to the African-American community. When these are the people that are the role models that are perpetrated upon the young people, when this is the message, I remember Martin Luther King saying, I would that one day my four children would not be based upon the color of their skin, but on the content of their character. When When I read the lyrics to this song, what kind of character are we parading in front of kids uh, today and particularly women we've been talking about empowering women how does this empower women this literally object objectifies them sexualizes them degrades them demoralizes them what is it about this is this something now i don't i realize you don't have a daughter at least that you know about yet but one day you probably will and I'll tell you this, Adam, when you watch stuff like this, when you watch stuff like Big Mouth and all of this other bull crap, and you realize that this is a, look, Pat, this is why value is important. This is why people, as we start rolling out content over, over the next year for kids and all this stuff, this is why people need yep. to make sure that their kids are glued to channels like value Because if not, as a man thinketh, it's not just Bible, people have quite like, as a man thinks, so is he. Yep. So when you are listening to stuff and you're plugging those iPod, uh, those AirPods into your flipping kids' ears and they're taking in all this stuff, what they hear is what they think, what they think is what they flip and become. And honestly, I think that if we want to know who's responsible for the, de- the, the crime rate and all this stuff, why don't people start boycotting these idiots the jay-z's and you want them to boycott exactly i want them to boycott stupid music that puts the wrong values in particularly the young you want them to boycott free speech i'm saying that's the that's a beautiful thing about free speech bro is that free speech i'm not saying she doesn't have a right to say it i'm saying that people should be smart enough to unionize as individuals do you think that cardi b has a wap I think that Cardi B is a stupid <laughs> idiot, is what I think. Point is, I think she may have a WAP, but she probably has 100 STDs. It was a two-second delay. Yeah. Oh, my right, Catch up. Um, S- they I was should, reading and trying to process it. They, should, so, they so, should call the song STD, because let's be honest, yeah, well, that's exactly what she's full of. Yeah, she's a former stripper. I mean, listen, this is this is par for the course with this lady. She's a former stripper who made her money on being a hoe, and she's just embracing that hoe life. And she's, you know, claiming that it's female empowerment. I do what I want with my body. It's all more power to you, hoe. 
However, uh, the the song within itself is is pretty trashy. Uh, but free speech. We Kylie, went with this. Kylie Jenner showed up in the video. They're marketers, man. Whatever they do, just yeah. know they're looking at marketing. Just nothing know more, that, nothing less. that that. Uh, Let me give my thoughts on this. Yeah. Here's what I think about this. Okay, this is this is the question I asked Jen this morning. I said, Jen, what do you think about this song? Twenty seconds, she stops it. I said, what do you think about it? She says, I hate it. I said. When you were 18, did you listen to the song? She says, no. I said, okay, all right, let's say she didn't listen to it. Then I went back and I said, when I was 18, did I listen to the song, mm -hmm. okay? And I'm talking about Pat, because yeah. you only know the 41-year-old Pat. You don't know the 22-year-old Pat and the 25-year-old Pat. You only know the 41-year-old Pat. So then I said, what songs do I know the lyrics of right off the top of my head? Okay, Three Six Mafia, Slop, I'm a, nah. like Corn on, on the, the Cop, cop. Check yeah, in with me. me. And and do, do your job. job. Lay Harder on the bed. Gang, give me head. Yeah. No questions asked. No time to beg. I'm like, I can't believe I know those yeah, lyrics you know, of that song. Dirty right? ass song. Then I'm like, okay. Uh, you good, you look know, at no, you no, now. No. Do it, do it, do it right. Lick it good. Yeah, Suck it, it just like, like you should. So I'm like, I'm like, I cannot These are hip hop songs. Josh, they? it's in here, yeah. Josh. I have it. So you're going to see what angle I'm going to then I go back and I say one of my favorite rap songs of all time was MC Light. You know, to me, most people don't know MC, MC Light. Light. Yeah, MC keep you... on, keep keeping on. Like, the whole, only the strong survive, only the wise excel. You know, she talks about the whole thing. She's talking about come, get it. I pick, I choose. Yeah. Get in between. You know, She's just talking pure dirty that I pick and choose. And if you do your job yeah. right, I'll let you do it again and again and again and again. MC Light. You know what MC Light does today? She's a pastor. Okay. MC Light, yeah. MC Light is a pastor today, okay? So where am I going with this? Okay, back in the days, the song that started like this, that became a big hit. You ready? We're not against rap. We're not we against rappers. But we, we are, are against those thugs, 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 thugs. Okay, you know that you're so look at the look on his face. It's the thuggish, ruggish, bro. Okay, okay, so, 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 so here's the point. Bone you don't know Bone Thugs and Harmony? That's why you don't listen Come to on. rap. Bro. I know, hold on, I know Crossroads. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, the same go. guy. Of course, good. you know something with the okay. word cross in it, obviously. <laughs> but, Hello. But, <laughs> but, I'll see you but, at the but, crossroads. But let me tell you, but let me, let me tell you what angle I'm taking with this. Here's the angle I'm taking with this. I sat there. And I, and I have this thing that I pulled up, 45 Communist Goals, 1958, written by Cleon Skousen on how to change the one country that's the most powerful country in the world that exposed everybody else to prove that capitalism works and all the other people that hate capitalism have been pissed off by it. I sent a tweet the other day that ticked off a bunch of different people when I said, you know, people ask me why there's a love-hate relationship with capitalism, and I responded, until right now, people are still commenting to it. Commenting, got like 7,400 likes, 1,800 retweets. I've never had anything get dick. I mean, I've got a couple things with other videos, but nothing got this kind of a traction. Capitalism works for those who work, take initiative, and constantly look for ways to improve themselves. Capitalism sucks for those who are lazy, lack initiative, and stop learning after finishing school. And next thing you know, you are such a greedy, such a, just went off on me. Mm -hmm. No problem. Capitalism exposes us. Very simple, right? Okay, 45 communist goals of 1958. Watch the angle I'm going to take. Are we done, are we done Wait, with the hip-hop stuff? Not, it's, no, I'm on it. I'm okay, still on I, it. I had a point. Wait, here's where I'm going with this. Check this out. 45 points. This is written in 1958 by Cleon Skousen, a 15-year CIA agent. You ready? Mm -hmm. Here's one of them. 
break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, music, and TV. Okay, no problem. So for me, when I got out of the army and I started working at Bally's, I had a foul mouth. And when I say a foul mouth, I don't mean like a foul mouth. I had a foul, maybe the worst you've ever seen in your life. Really? More than anybody else you've ever seen. I mean, I was terrible. You were talking about Wilbon yesterday? Yeah, Wilbon. I was wow. terrible. I was terrible. One day, a guy named Fernando Lasso sits me down and he says, hey, can I ask you a question? Good friend of mine ended up being one of my groomsmen at my wedding. He's in Ecuador right now. He says, why do you curse so much? He's a Christian guy. Hmm. I said, what do you mean? I said, I was in the military. He says, it's too much. You're just nonsense. You can't even help you. Do you know how much you curse? He says, I'm going to tell you moving forward how much you curse. And he starts putting the numbers. Yeah. And he says, you got to work on that. Shout he out said, to Gary Vee. He says, it's just too much. Okay. So to me, I started kind of working on that and trying to change my language. What's the point here? Here's the point. Let me tell you, just the fact that those words are in my mind, slop, you know, all just, I'm like, this works. Mm -hmm. The programming works. When I sit there, Adam, and I try to work on somebody to change their lives, the first thing I work on is the identity in the middle. Then I work on your language. If your language doesn't change, done. So when I watch a, uh, uh, a couple, you know, I can name a bunch of people, and I watch them go from making a 50K income to making a million-dollar year income, from running a $100,000-year business to a $20 million-year business, mm -hmm. what changes is the identity on the inside, the values and principles on the inside, and then the language. Totally. Kai, and then the language. Once the language changes, everything changes. So to me, yes, this kind of music can ruin and an 18-year-old kid's life if it gets into them. And if a person that's got big dreams and wants to shift, mm -hmm. it has to change their values and principles, and these values and principles are not helping America. Well, you want to go? Because I, I got a, I got go, a, go. I got a counter. You got a hip hop comment? Well, yeah, yeah. So, what do you do in order to make that lang that language catchy? We do it all the way from from preschool. If you want to teach kids how to talk, if you want to teach them, put in a song, ABCs, baby. A B C D E, like you put a tune to it and you start changing their language because they enjoy the instrumentation, the vocalization of the song, but really what they're doing is flipping programming. It them. is programming. Well, I think, you know, something that we talk about here often is the riches are in the niches, right? Okay. So, and it, it also comes down to who do you want to be? Something that will always come back. 100%. Something that you... Yes. So I used to do stand-up comedy and I used to do a bit, there's a two-part story here, with, with some with comedy and some with music. I used to do stand-up comedy and my two biggest inspirations were comedy were the Deaf Comedy Jam and Jerry Seinfeld. So I used to do a bit where I used to be like, what would it sound like if Jerry freaking Seinfeld, who doesn't curse at all, went on the Deaf Comedy Jam where it's all about cursing and he would just be like, so what's the deal with all these fucking hoes? I mean, come on. So I used to do a bit like that, but um, Seinfeld doesn't curse. One of the greatest comedians ever. Dave Chappelle and certain other comedians curse like crazy also one of the greatest comedians ever. So who do you want to be? You talked about MC Light. There's another rapper that came to mind, uh, Queen Latifah, probably even bigger than MC Light back in the day. Two of the biggest female rappers. What was her hit song back in the day? Do you remember? Which one again? Queen Latifah? Queen Latifah was Respect. her hit song. U-N-I-T-Y. Uh, uh, U-N-I-T-Y, yeah, U-N-I-T-Y. That's, that's a unity. unity. Yeah. All right, so cool. She never sang about her wet ass or being a hoe or yeah. slobbing on the knob. Yes. Her niche in the riches was all about unity and look at her now. She's a big time actress. She's on the cover of magazines, MC Light, pastor. 
So let's take it back to the, who does Cardi B want to be? Cardi B wants to be the queen of the hoes. Make no mistake about it. She wants to be the hoe queen. So she's playing that role. She's not trying to be a politician, just like there's different rappers, okay? Jay-Z these days is a lot different, like you just said, when Pat was 20 versus when he's 40. Jay-Z's a lot different now than when he, when, when he was 20. So there's also different. So you can't just say hip hop's bad, rap sucks. I never there's said that. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not, but I'm just saying, there's rappers like J Cole who are conscious rappers who are using lyrics and and so and, and doing stuff like that. And then you got things like Migos who are shout out to, that's Cardi B's husband, who are like motherfucker this, motherfucker that, motherfucker. So it's who do you want to be? So it's not just one broad stroke, but and allow me that's to, my point. Allow me to respond to you and maybe a couple of the uh, value tainers. So when I'm talking about stuff like Jay-Z, okay, mm -hmm. I'm saying this. When you have guys, now I'm not saying he doesn't make incredible music. I mean, ha, 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 ha. I mean, the dude's like, he's a dope rapper. Were you about the flow? Were you about no, the flow no, no, right no. there? What was that? No. So Let, let the cat out the bag, buddy. <laughs> but, but I'm saying they are responsible for the messaging that they're giving the young black community, which is traditionally hip-hop. You have a responsibility. A lot when, of white kids listen to hip hop well, okay, these okay, days too. But so 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 look, if if you're a cultural icon, you have a responsibility not to be talking about yo. I got here because I sling yeah yo on the corner. I got to sling a rock. I got you know like. You have a what? What do you have? A cultural responsibility. You have a responsibility. According to who? I'm saying is that if you're going to be a leader and we're we're going and we're telling kids to look up to you as a parent, you should be telling a kid who's telling them that they need to listen, be a leader or parents need listen. to look up to them is what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. No, I'm, I'm not saying rapper be my leader. I'm just saying make that song, dude. Okay, so what I'm what I'm saying is this: is a parent has a responsibility to monitor the messaging. You're not just a babysitter. So you're saying if it's you're on a the parent. parent. I'm saying 100. percent okay. The parent should say, uh, "No, Jay Z's a loser, and he's making a bunch of money selling a message of sex, drugs, and and uh, shooting the cops." So that's not what Jay Z. And by the way, here's the thing. Charles Barkley said it best. I'm not a role model. So yeah. he didn't want to be a role model. Some of these guys don't want to be a role model. Some of them do. Uh, what I do think is the fact that it is hurting people. It will get into your mind. It will change your language and it will show up in your day to day work and mindset. It's that simple. It'll, it'll create range anger. If you listen to it, you ask me a question, what song I listen to at workout? And I told you what's on because it mm -hmm. creates rage because I want to hit the weights. Like Mario listens to heavy metal like and kind of stuff I would never listen to, but it yeah. works for him. But I just think you have to be very aware of it because it is going to affect you. Uh, let's talk no about Kamala doubt. Harris. Let's talk about Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, Biden announces Kamala Harris as the VP. Josh, I'll go to you first. Thoughts? Oh, my goodness. Number one, this was the best choice for President Trump. Okay. If you want to talk about the dumbest thing, like we knew Biden had dementia, we knew that he was Dude, a little. You can't say that we know he has dementia. Bro, a hundred, yeah, hundred percent. You're about to say he has a hundred percent. We'll quote you on that. I'm not a medical doctor, but exactly. I will say this. So let's just end it with that. My grandmother had dementia. All right, she died of advanced, advanced Alzheimer's dementia. All right, I know what it looks like because I spent a lot of time around my grandmother. That lost look that Biden has all all the time. Let's just wait for the debates. But let's go back to Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris was the dumbest decision that he could have made. You, here's what I think Joe Biden should have done. If you're going to corner yourself and what we call pigeonhole yourself to where you have to pick a 
number one, a woman, and then a black woman, at least be smart and go with someone like Condoleezza Rice, who is a Democrat dressed as a Republican, but has, because of her George Bush years, has enough respect amongst a bunch of the never Trumpers that you're going to get, you're going to pull a little bit of that, that Trump vote. All right. Is Condoleezza a never Trumper? Yes. She yes. is. Yes. Do you so, respect Condoleezza Rice? I'm not a huge Condoleezza Rice fan. Why? But go well. Let's stay on Kamala first. So yeah. as as far as as Kamala goes, number one, who he who is he wanting to go after? He's wanting to go after the black community, right? Okay. What was Adam? What was her job? What what did Kamala Harris do when she got into politics? She was, well, she was an attorney, and then she was the attorney general of California. She's the law and order candidate, no? She literally started as a DA, all right, mm -hmm. and then she became top cop. She's literally the top cop. Yeah. She is the law and order, baby. Bro, We're all about law and order here. Here is a woman that served as a police officer. When we're right in the middle of all of these riots, like, what kind of bad branding is it when Trump's going to go after, like, wait a minute, I thought you guys wanted to defund the police and you picked a police officer as your Who vice president? Who wants to defund the police, you're saying? I'm saying the liberal left want to defund the police. There's been all this anti-police sentiment. Why are you has then— Biden said he wants to defund the police? Biden has agreed with the liberal left, yes. He has? Yes. There's a quote out there, there's an article that he wants to defund the police. You have that? I'm not saying that I have the exact quote, but you don't have that. Okay. Hang on. Let him finish up and okay. then we'll get to it. Go ahead. Finish it up and then we'll get to it. Okay. So uh, I'm, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Breaking news. Josh doesn't like Kamala Harris. Go ahead. All right. So interesting other point. Kamala Harris is in fact not African-American. Everyone's making this deal, big, this big deal about her being black. Oh, is, it, is this news to you? Go ahead. What is she? She's Indian and Jamaican. All right. She has an Indian father and a Jamaican mother. All right? She's Indian Jamaican. In Indian watch, mother. Watch. Jamaican yeah. father. Watch. Do you when when she ran for Senate, she ran as what? An Indian. She didn't run as an African American. She okay. ran as an Indian. Let's so, pull up a picture of Kamala Harris so we can see what she looks like. Yeah, fine. So I haven't seen her in a while. So Kamala Harris Young. Put young Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is not, in because fact, see what she looks like. She's African. She's Mayor Willie Brown. Go ahead. American. Yeah. An, it's interesting you bring up Willie Brown. Yeah. A lot of stuff's going to come out of the closet I there know. because guess what? You want to talk about a WAP, all right? Kamala Harris liked to sleep her way to the top. Look at Kamala Harris right here. Oh my lord. Yeah. Here is a picture. A good, that's a very good picture of her and uh, Mayor Willie Brown right there. The, the one to the right. Right, right. Go one more right. Yep. There you go. Okay. This is Kamala Harris and Mayor Willie Brown. Mayor Willie Brown was married, but guess who was sleeping with him? Kamala Harris. Guess who got promoted by Willie Brown? Kamala Harris. I'm telling you what, she's going to have a big problem because this stuff's going to start coming out. Uh, don't we, we don't this know. Is out there we already? don't know that. I know it's out there. He brought it up and he said they used to, you know, spend time together. Bro, but. they dated publicly. They publicly dated while he was married. They publicly dated, and they've both admitted. You can correct me if you can fact check me here. They've they've admitted to sleeping uh, together. He's come out and said it, and she's never denied it at the very least. So, Kamala Harris, horrible. Willie Brown. Willie Brown. While you while you're going to that, let me also point out a couple other things, Pat. Okay, is that Kamala Harris just a couple of months ago 
when Joe Biden had an accuser come forward and say that she that he had sexually assaulted her, Kamala Harris came out and said, I believe Joe Biden's accuser. How do you say that? And then a couple months later, accept the VP nominee of a guy that you believe to be a sexual deviant. All right. Why? Why? It's 100% a political move. Kamala Harris from day number one. Shout out to Value Tainers. We just crossed 815 for the first time ever on this channel. It's a record. Uh, why, it, why in the world would you do that? And if you guys don't remember, they had a big dust up in the debates as well, where she essentially called him racist. She blamed him for the busing that she had to endure as a kid because he was the one that was the proponent of the busing. I think this is a freaking train wreck. They handed Trump. What is, what is Sean King from Black Lives Matter saying? We talked about that earlier. Why don't you talk about what he's saying? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sean King, the blacktivist who happens to be white, okay? He's about, I think he's about as black as Rachel Dozavel or what, uh, whatever her name is. Sean King comes out and says... Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm so excited. VP Kamala Harris is the most progressive candidate. This is going to be the greatest thing in the world. But he forgot to go back on Twitter and delete his old tweet in from 2018 when he said, the two candidates I will never vote for because they have perpetrated the problem of criminal justice upon the African-American community are, and he named the two people, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, the two people. So, boy, you are seeing a bunch of flip-flopping now. I think the Democrats have a huge problem. And, dude, if you don't think that Trump is not going to eat their lunch over this. Now, Pat, I want to ask you this. Okay. Trump going to have too much fun with do you Do you think that Trump is going to be coaching Mike Pence and saying, Mike, when you go in that debate, you better say this, you better say this, because Mike Pence is vanilla. I mean, he's as, he's as vanilla <laughs> the understatement of the year but yeah yeah so he's about as vanilla as as his hair is okay yeah my my question wow. is this shocking's tweet right there pull it up uh, uh go back go back to where you were at before go back to where you were at before uh this is a tweet a year and a half ago by sean king i'll be frank and tell you two democrats that i'm 99 sure i won't be supporting primarily because their dismal history of criminal justice reform over the course of their entire careers joe biden and kamala harris they both helped build and advance mass incarceration. If I'm Trump, I put that on a billboard. If I'm Trump, I rent a billboard and I put that tweet from Sean King right there on a stinking billboard and I just leave it alone. The joke writes itself. Okay, what are okay. your thoughts? So, yeah, obviously, you know, shocked to hear that Josh was not a fan of Kamala Harris. I mean, uh, clearly. Um, I'm not even going to talk about... Politic, uh, politics, I'm just going to talk facts here for a second. So uh, the Kamala Harris pick was not breaking news. She's been at the top two or top three of his list for four months now. So uh, quite frankly, I thought that the best candidate would have been Susan Rice. I thought she's a, a diplomat and it would have been helpful. But the Kamala Harris picks um, make sense. So why does it make sense? I'm not even talking as a Democrat right now. Um makes sense for three reasons. Number one, Joe Biden is an old white man, right? So he needed, he is full out said that he wanted to come out and pick a black female. Now, is she's not just any old black female. She's pretty damn qualified. First black woman ever to appear on a major party ticket. Okay, cool. Um, 
She's going to excite the base. Who, are, who is the base of the Democratic Party? Who is it? Who is it? I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Who's the, who's the base? Tell For us. For the most part, it's black women. That is the base of the what? Democratic Party. Wait, wait, no, no. Let him continue. Let him continue. Okay, what percentage ahead. of black women no, no, vote Democrat? Going. 88%. Okay, keep exactly. Yeah. So that's pretty basic. Okay, but that's fine. Keep me. going. Yeah. But what's the real reason that he picked Kamala Harris? What's the real reason? Because he said he had a Because she raises fucking money. She's going to raise money. That's she, the reason. So it's going to come down to the green. She, he could have picked a number of people, dude, but she she's pulled, a money raiser. She pulled at 1%. She dropped out of the race at 1% because she said what? Dude, she's not. Bro, she said, I don't have the money to keep going. She literally said dude, that so did in every her other candidate. speech. So, and you talk about flip-flop. Like, I, number one, I literally don't even know who Sean King is. Never heard of him. That's not, not, I'm not, not a fan. Don't even know who that guy is. Um, but you want to talk about flip-flopping. Look at what Lindsey Graham has said about Trump. Just like literally look at Lindsey Graham's statements from three years ago to today and talk about flip-flopping. So whatever somebody says, as you've said before, what happens in the primary is not the general. And the general and the primary, it's a that's, that's food fair, fight. That's a fair statement. Yeah, it's that's a fair, fair statement. statement. That's an obvious statement. No, no, I'm giving it to yeah. you. Keep going, though. So my point is there's going to be a lot of crap thrown around in the primaries. Yep. And then in the general election, they all coalesce and they come together. I mean, this is politics 101 stuff. So it, do, am I a fan of Kamala Harris? No. Am I, okay. am I rooting for Kamala Harris? Let me no. say a couple things, and then we'll go to the next topic with this. Here's, here's where I'm at with this. Okay. Uh, number one, let's go pure logic. Forget about uh, emotion. Logical. He made a terrible choice by saying, I have to choose a black vice president. Number one big mistake. Why? You can't say that because you're black female, black female president. Yeah. You can't be a VP. You cannot say that because what if the candidate is better? Who is not a black female? What if she is the governor of Michigan, which you need to win to help you become a president? Gretchen and you Whitmer, need, you're talking Gretchen about. Whitmer, yeah. which is who would have been a they better vetted her, by the way. But they couldn't have chosen because he said if he can't keep his word when he said on TV, I'm going to choose a black VP female. He has to he keep said woman his of color, women of color. So. Elizabeth Warren could have still been in the equation. Well, it would have been, it would have been it, Trump would have loved that. And they know what Trump would have done. Of course. So Gretchen Whitman would have been a better strategic move on his end. You go with Kamala Harris, who's in California. You're already going to win I California. Don't know, I don't agree with you on Let that. Let me continue go ahead, go ahead, here. Ahead, I listen yeah, to yeah. you. California, you're already going to win California. Why go with Kamala Harris? True. No clue. She put more people in prison, African-American, for minor, you marijuana. know, having marijuana with them. We're not talking about two, three people. Law 1,500 people that she did that with. And then at the same time, while all this stuff is going through, you're trying to, you said majority of Democrat voters are black or I didn't female. say majority. The, I said, the base. I said, said part the of base. their base. It's a majority debate. You said the base. I said so their base are black. Here, here's females. the thing. Yes. Here's the thing you have to realize. From 1964 till today, 88 to 98% of African Americans are going to vote for Democrats. What's yeah. changed? Not a lot's going to change. That's the number. And I think this year it's going to drop a little bit because I don't think it's going to be 88%. I think it's going to be 84 to 86%, maybe 82% this year. But going that direction, thinking strategically is the right move to make. Terrible move to be made to go after some angle like that to say, well, we're going to be able to get these votes. You're already getting it. Why go after a customer you already have? you got to go after a base you don't have. Go back a little bit. Go back a little bit. Trump announces Mike Pence. What the hell did most of us say? 
Who's this Who's guy? Who's Mike Pence? Who's Mike well, Pence? Well, Josh had his poster Wait, up, but no, other no. than Josh. By, by the mean, way, most people, none of it didn't know most people forget, was. why didn't he go yeah. with Ted Cruz? Because he's already got Texas. Why didn't he go with Walker? Walker's Walker. Everybody was Walker, Walker, Walker. Everybody was Walker. Scott Jeff Walker, was, Wisconsin. Scott that? Walker yeah. was at one point. Everybody thought he's going to be the president. It was twenty. Of course, but I'm telling you, why didn't he go after these guys? He goes after Mike Pence. Why? Pence has military. Pence has church. Pence has uh, church, Indiana. Church, Pence church. Has, but it was a brilliant move. Brilliant move. Obama went Biden. Brilliant move. You go get Delaware. You go get Penn. What the hell? He made a good move. Obama made a good move. When he got somebody older than him, white, that's going to pull from an audience that he doesn't have, you go look at anybody that won who they put. McCain won with Sarah Palin. Why? Oh, because we're going to get. Win. He didn't win with Sarah Palin. That's the point. Yeah. What I'm trying to tell you yeah. is exactly. You just validated my point. They lost because he was playing politics rather than being strategic about it. He was saying, well, let me get Palin because I'm going to get the FEMA vote. I, well, I if she had half I, a brain, they, he would have won. I but he was also going against I, Obama in 08. I, that was sort of I, unstoppable. I don't think, I don't think, no, it was the whole Hillary Clinton that, at the time because they were worried that he's going to announce as Hillary Clinton as VP potentially. But I don't think this is a good move. I think it's a bad move. I think there were better candidates out there to choose from and would have worked that better for them. But again, uh, uh, we're just a podcast. If, so we may be wrong. <laughs> if he chooses Susan Rice, okay, Trump's next move, William Barr is going to launch an investigation because, trust me, Obamagate is going to happen before Trump leaves office. Susan Rice is part of Obamagate. Okay? Tremendously. Yeah. yeah. So the first – like, he, he knows if he picks Susan Rice, he, he pigeonholed himself. If he picks Susan Rice, he knows Trump launches that investigation ASAP, and now you have a VP that is embroiled in the middle of an investigation. Like, that would be no bueno – for and what's the, o, what's Obamagate? Obamagate is the fact that he and a bunch of his his constituents sanctioned the illegal surveillance and the fake dossier of the Trump Russia deal. Like that that dossier has been proven to be fake. Okay, has it? Yes, okay. and it Ob has by both sides. Yes, Obama was the one that gave the go-ahead on it. Obama was the one that illegally surveyed. Allegedly, surveyed. right? Everything you're saying is allegedly, right? No. Like, none of this is facts. No, this is 100%. None of this is facts. This is 100% facts. This is 100%? This is 100% facts. Which 100%. Is, so if it gets disproven, we could use this quote that Josh yes. said it was 100%. So Obamagate happened 100%. 100%. So he's guilty until proven innocent. No, I'm saying that it's happened 100%. We don't know if he'll be... Pro I, I think that Trump is is going to go after him. I think Barr is going to launch a huge investigation. Normally, presidents leave other presidents alone because they don't want future presidents coming after them. It's kind of a mutual handshake. Except amongst the difference is Obama went after Trump, which oh, Bush didn't go after him. Yep. So Obama, Obama should have just stayed quiet and he didn't do that. So so this okay. is this is 100% that Obamagate is Bro, a this is, I, I didn't yes. say this to you. Okay. What I said you to believe you it's 100%? I think there's a lot of credence behind the game that took place on making sure that Trump doesn't get elected. Yes, but I But 100%? I didn't say 100%. I said there's credence. I'm going to let okay. them go, go at it and see what they're going to be doing. I think the bigger thing that's going to come out is going to be Epstein, which is Jelaine Maxwell is now being asked to be left alone and leaving, going to civilian life. And the moment that happens, she ain't going to live she's, a long time. She's because gone. I was just in Palm Beach. Mario, Mario, glasses. Mario I, came in to tell us we got 10 minutes left, and he looks like a Superman alert. professor. But uh, 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 a couple, couple thoughts. One thing, one thing uh, you know, to get away from this topic is China decided to invest $15 billion in Armenia. Hmm. So, first of all, Armenia mm. is the Silicon Valley 
uh, a smaller Silicon Valley of engineers, if you hire consultants and you hire engineers, Armenia has some of the best in the world today. Mm. People are hiring them left and right. Uh, there's a lot of big firms in here that produce stuff for Skype, big apps. They, they hire Armenians many times more than Indians they do today. They prefer to hire Armenians over Indians. And uh, China put $15 billion to create a smart city that'll start planning in 2021. Uh, joint companies will be established in the Armenian-Chinese joint smart city with a population of around 15,000 people. And these companies will be engaged in scientific innovations as well as the development of the latest technologies, in particular artificial intelligence, smart agriculture, medicine, tourism, and banking. I, I, I just don't know about... Um, uh, the, the prime minister positioning himself with China. And I understand Russia and China are a little bit closer than U.S. and China are. I am very concerned about this decision to be made here. Uh, again, look, I'll go back to this to you again. 45 communist goals, 1958, mm -hmm. Leon Skousen, 15-year CIA, okay? One of the things they talk about is provide American aid to all nations regardless of communist dom dom uh, domination, Grant recognition to Red China, admission of Red China to the UN, okay? Permit free trade between all nations regardless of communist affiliation and regardless of whether or not items could be used for war. I, 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 just, I just don't know if I'm comfortable doing business with any country that is like China today. I'm not. And for them to go into Armenia, you think they're just going for business reason? You think it's just a moneymaker opportunity? I don't think, I think so. I think more than anything. I think it's more than that, and I think they have to – I mean, it's already too late. It's already been done. It's a I, decision that they've made over a course of 15 years. They're going to put 10 or $15 billion into Armenia, and I, 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 that concerns me a little bit. What I was going to ask you is th – this is probably the one part of this podcast where literally Josh, in my opinion, is irrelevant because this is all about – yeah, you don't know about Armenia. I don't know about – but I, I generally, like, don't hold back. What do you think is actually happening here – with China going into Armenia. Like you've, you've sort of brushed over the topics a little bit, but what is really happening here? Desperation, you know, you got somebody that's willing to put 10 to $15 billion and it sounds exciting and sexy and hey, let's do it. It's something that Armenia can sell to its people. Hey, we were able to get a partner like this, but the moment you position with China, if mm -hmm. you're pro-China, you're anti-US. Okay. I'm just telling you, if you're pro-China, to me, you are anti-US. So if, if I, if I am, if I was thinking about going to Armenia to visit, this concerns me a little bit. I, I, it, it doesn't make me feel comfortable at all Could, because, as a as a part Armenian, you're saying you wouldn't feel comfortable going no, to Armenia knowing that they're getting the bed with China now. I'm not. I'm not comfortable with that. Ah. Could Could Trump reverse that by Trump coming in saying, "Hey, we're putting a hundred billion into Armenia"? Well, Trump wouldn't do that because Trump. Uh, uh, the number one military in the Middle East is who? Turkey. Turkey is the number yeah. one military in the Middle East. And U.S. has three military bases in Turkey. And Erdogan, if there's one thing that's very sensitive with them, is the Armenian-Assyrian genocide mm -hmm. that they don't want to be touched. And if, if Trump shows any favor to Armenia, then right. he's going to lose Turkey. If he loses Turkey, now he doesn't have clout to get things he wants to get done in military. It's a, it's, it's a, a very slippery it's a, slope. It's a very topic. slippery slope yeah. because dealing with Turkey is complex and Turkish people. Erdogan is not a fan of Armenia and of U.S. defense. So, again, it's very, very. And a part of it is probably because also Armenia is sitting there saying, what do you want us to do? 
if we do team up with us they don't want to team up with us because they're afraid of turkey so we have to take the money because we have to be concerned about my people but i don't think it's a long-term smart play because long-term it's going to hurt the people of armenia what other countries a th- does china have relationships with in the middle east region china just gave 150 billion dollars to iran to iran so, so it, I mean, Iran is obviously not in bed with well, the United States. That's obvious. But, so but, that's, but, 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 yeah. but, but a friend, uh, 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 an enemy of an enemy is a friend, and a right. friend of a uh, friend of a uh, friend is a, you know, yeah. So if, if Armenia is friends with China yeah. and Tehran, Iran is friends with China, that means Iran and Armenia are friends. Okay. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. What's the relationship with Armenia and I, Iran? I just, I just don't think you want to have a bad relationship with U.S. today, especially if you're going into bed with the one country that the world trusts the least. The world is not going to recover from China for a long time, and you just went to bed with them. Do you I, think China I, I don't is know. the least trusted country in the world There's right not now? even a question. There's not even a score Kai, close. would you pull that up? Least the, trusted countries in the world. I'd like to see. There's it. no way to pull that, and it's it could be politically manipulated based on who writes that article to be able to do that. If it's but a, China, China's a leading contender right now after one, the Wuhan. Number hey, one. Before yeah. Wuhan uh, coronavirus, so, were they number one? Uh, or this is a result. They're still going to be up there. I mean, China's they're never been trusted sure. because no. Made in China, what the sure, games sure, have been sure. playing, trying to buy all this, they, they, hey, they're not trusted. I just make a quick suggestion. Yeah. Okay, and I think our viewers would love this. I think Trump Biden debate. We need to have a live commentary. We need to play it and go play by play with our little interjections in the debate. I think the, that sounds great. I, when is the first debate? Uh, Whatever the first debate is, let's do podcasts around it, and we'll do a live. Is three it going to be a Zoom out. debate? Is my question. Is it going to no, be No, I, I don't know. Is Whatever there be a it live is, debate? Whatever it is, we're going to do a live. If if Biden's able to keep it, if they do it, we'll do a live and uh we'll uh, we'll get that part going. Now, Josh, uh, Adam, is there an update you got for us with the stimulus? Give us a quick 30 second update on what's going on with stimulus. We well, you know, the, the the Democrats and the Republicans were fighting back and forth, the Heroes Act versus the Heels Act. They couldn't come to an agreement. So what the hell happened? Trump stepped in and said, "Executive order, baby." And basically he laid out four executive orders. Number one, um, unemployment. There was a debate between 200 and 600. He cut it down the middle and he said, we're going to do 400, right? Can you do it? Give me a 400. We're going to do 400. It's there a great it was, number. 400. Now, what, what he basically said is 300 is going to come from federal. 100 is going to come from states. That's a whole debate right there. Number two, um, housing. He has um, continued the uh, moratorium on evictions. Cool. He has also... Um, Paused student loan payments till the end of the year. Cool. And number four was, um, what was it? Oh, the pay, uh, the payroll tax cut. So which basically is going to be uh, sort, of, it's sort of a payroll tax holiday because it's going to be due at the end of the year or after election season. We'll see what happens. Or it's going to come from people's Social Security or it's going to come from people's Medicare. It's going to come from somewhere, kind of like your analogy. If you take 5% off of somewhere, it's going to come from – it's not just going to magically – evaporate it's going to come from somewhere or be taken from somewhere go ahead sing trump praises go ahead no just just think about what a brilliant strategic move it is going in in uh you know into the election now when he gets on stage he's he's going to be able to say i've done more for the student loans than any of you standing up here like you guys have talked about student loans student loans student loan look what i've actually accomplished for them i'm pausing this and then 
if you think about it, the working class, the people that go to work, yeah. Pat, how many how, how many problems has this created? People not wanting to come back to work because they're making more on unemployment. Yeah, right? plenty. Okay, so now this actually rewards the people that work because it says, by the way, you're not going to have to pay a payroll tax. That's brilliant. Let me tell you, it is genius, and they're calling that Trump's worst campaign promise. This is Trump's, according to Yahoo Finance, President Trump hasn't said a lot about his agenda for second number. He has to lead out perplexing goal, ending the payroll tax that fund Social Security and Medicare. So the angle Yahoo Finance has taken is the fact that payroll tax is going to hurt Social Security and Medicare. So they're trying to get that audience to vote against Trump. And typically the older audience is more conservative. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to kind of spin it from that angle. So it's going to be interesting. But to me, if you're a worker, you officially have an additional 7.65% of deduction that you get to keep if this gets passed. And uh, that's a lot of money we're talking about. That's not a little bit of money we're talking about. So uh, we're at the end of it. I got a conference call in a minute. I want to give a shout out to Phil Heath. He is running for Mr. Olympia uh, for his eighth My one, man. which will time with Lee Haney and uh, Ronnie How old Coleman. is he again? He's 40 years old. 40 and years old. Oh, going good. strong, and he's determined. Bro. And we've been, we've been talking about the decision the for a long time. I'm very excited about what the future looks like. I'm trying to look with, like uh, you, Phil. Phil Heath. Okay, so what do we got right here? We're going to have a Josh Weigh-In next show. We're going to do a what Josh Weigh-In. When is the next one? Tell us when the next one is. Friday. Friday is going to be the next one the same time. By the way, for some of you guys that are watching this, put a thumbs up, share this, subscribe, click on the alert, and go to Spotify, iTunes. We need you to do this. We need your help because it is a new podcast. Go to iTunes. Go to Spotify. Put the links below, Kai, so they can do that. Subscribe to the podcast as well on any of those platforms that you use. Put a review, what you're taking away, what you like. We want to be able to get a few hundred reviews on there as well for uh, the podcast that's live on iTunes, Spotify, and any other place that you can find it. Having said that, we will do this again Friday, same time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. Much love to all of you. A lot of good commentary, 90 minutes. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.